The great poet Wendell Berry once said, It may be that when we no longer know what to do, we have come to our real work. And when we no longer know which way to go, we have begun our real journey. The mind that is not baffled is not employed. The impeded stream is the one that sings. Welcome to Illuminate Faith. My name is Dave Exley. And I'm Doug Peck. In today's episode, as you and we all journey to Sunday morning, a Sunday that reflects upon Palm Sunday, that story that we've all heard before of great celebration. Also starting off with, what do you want me to do, Jesus? You want me to steal someone's tied up colt? No one likes to be thrown into a state of total failure, and yet they do. And what happens? We're going to talk about that in today's episode of Illuminate Faith. But before we do that, just want to remind you all of the, the wonderful opportunity to, uh, to get involved in, uh, in a wonderful initiative uh, here, the Skylight Festival, which is happening July 26th to the 28th uh, at Five Oaks uh, Center in Paris, Ontario. A great opportunity. There's some wonderful speakers, uh, artists, musicians, uh, most notably Shad, who is an award-winning artist uh, and uh, uh, CBC personality uh, from London, Ontario, of all places. And we'll uh, we'll give a shout out for our hometown uh, here. Some other great names like Jonathan Brooks, Robin Henderson, Espinoza, friend of the pod, Pam Rocker as well. Uh, right now it's the spring sale, $159 for the full weekend. I can't speak highly enough of, uh, of this uh, festival that's all about faith. Uh, justice and the arts Uh, and uh, as we think about uh, the theme which the theme for this year which was recently announced is love means Uh, uh, what they talk about is uh, we search for it every day we seek it in relationships with our friends our families our co-workers we search for it through sports the arts and spiritual communities as we work to live into a future of justice and inclusiveness we invite you to experience celebrate and challenge what love means bring yourself, your significant other, uh, your family uh, along with you. Uh, Kids are always welcome. There's a program for them as well. You can go on skylightfestival.ca to find out more about that amazing program. But let's hear from the text this day. A reading from Luke 19 verses 28 to 40. After Jesus said this, he continued on ahead going up to Jerusalem As Jesus came to Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he gave two disciples a task. He said, Go into the village over there. When you enter it, you will find tied up there a colt that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, Why are you untying it? Just say, Its master needs it. Those who had been sent found it exactly as he had said. As they were untying the colt, Its owners said to them, Why are you untying the colt? And they replied, Its master needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their clothes on the colt, and lifted Jesus onto it. As Jesus rode along, they spread their clothes on the road. As Jesus approached the road, leading down to the Mount of Olives, the whole throng of his disciples began rejoicing. They praised God with a loud voice because of all the mighty things they had seen. They said, Blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heavens. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, scold your disciples, tell them to stop. 
And he answered, I tell you, if they were silent, the stones would shout. You want me to do what, Jesus? Uh, I, I love how this scripture begins with this. Um, uh, Jesus sending people out and telling them to do something. Uh, I don't know if the word is fantastic or just bonkers, uh, but they do it. They, they go out and they do it. They give it a try. They, they see that the cult is there, all tied up. And, um, and they, they have that Hail Mary moment work. And uh, I, I, I love that. We, I, I think we can all relate to doing something with someone else, both praying for an outcome to, to work well, but, but thinking, you know, there's a great chance this isn't going to work. And, and when something does go successfully, um, what, an, what an excitement that, oh my goodness, it worked. You know, to share that with someone else, I... I Many great friendships have begun, I think, in moments like that, where, where you know, maybe you're 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 in school and you've got to do a project with someone, and 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 you get a win together, and and the, the bond that forms. Um, I I love that Jesus sends people out to win together. He could have done this himself, probably, but now it's their story. Uh, and for this for this story to begin like that, uh, it just it just makes me laugh. But but at the same time, uh, I'm 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 giddy for these two. I'm I'm excited for them. Um, real quickly, the other thing it makes me think of, and I've been reflecting on this quite a bit lately, is you know this this owner is told the master needs it. This horse, this colt master needs it and and uh, presumably this guy's just like okay or, or this woman's like okay the the other scripture that that it makes me think of is the 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 part in the gospel where where we hear jesus say um those who aren't against me are for me i, I think about this being a, a relatively young minister in this day and age and and dealing with the context that we're in here in in north america where where more and more people are less interested in faith uh, and um, constantly curious and, and certainly growing up as a Gen Xer in this kind of environment where more and more less people are interested in faith and, and hearing that echo around where, where there was this sort of notion that you go to church, what are you, some kind of loser? And yes, but that's besides the point uh, in, in this in this context here. But but so 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 often as ministers, you go out there and, and you're ready for someone to shun you, and they don't. They they uh, and, and I keep thinking to myself, those who aren't against me are for me, um, because people really quickly. My I remember I remember joining joining a hockey team. Friday night hockey team, um, you know, never played hockey before in my life. I'm around this group of guys that are, are just, uh, just super nice guys. But I remember thinking, I do not want them to find out that I'm a minister. <laughs> what will happen? Will so they... you didn't wear the collar uh, <laughs> under your <laughs> uniform. I, I left my alb and my stole uh, in the car, and, Man, and I, I should, <laughs> I should have taken note of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I just remember, I just remember being so worried about them finding out, but then, then them actually finding out, 
and then them not caring and and then you know now many years later uh some of them saying you know doug i'm getting married we we'd like you to be the efficient uh, and uh um, getting getting deep sometimes into conversations about faith and, and just what the church is up to and and or uh, but but again um, this this owner he is so blatantly not against them uh, and therefore he's for them and and so this obstruction uh, is now a part of the big excitement of the entire story. Yeah, I, I love this this passage. I, I I think we we tend to in, in the context of the church, you know, ah, Palm Sunday's a, a a big thing, I suppose, but it gets overshadowed by so many uh, other things that happen in the mix of uh, of you know Holy Week and the season of Lent and, and all of that. But actually, I think what's happening here is just as powerful as as the other narratives within the gospel and, and in different parts of our own story and our own sort of liturgical calendar that that moves us from you know uh, the, the beginning of the season of Lent um, through to Easter excuse me Sunday this I think I mean it, it really is absurd the story when when you look at it this idea that um, you know, here they, they, you know, the the disciples doing what they do to to go and get that colt to bring it to to Jesus. He's not riding some fancy golden chariot or anything like that. Uh, they don't have you know this amazing you know procession that is that is planned with fireworks and all of that sort of stuff. Um, what they have is very simple, and yet it is a response to what's going on within the world. I, I love um, you know there are people like. Um, I'm thinking of Ched Myers, who you know is reflecting on this in his uh, um, "Binding the Strong Man," where he's reflecting on the the Mark version of the 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 Palm Sunday narrative, where he talks about really the the Palm Sunday narrative is rooted in this response to the the types of parades that people saw in Jesus's time, and no doubt the types of parades that we see in our time that attempt to show might, strength, and all of those things. We think of military parades where swords are being held up, spears being held up, and 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 a lot of pomp and circumstance. Really, this is a response of that, where it's turned upside down, where in many ways it looks as ridiculous as the Monty Python and the Holy Grail banging two coconuts together. That's how absurd it looks um, in this story here. But there's so much depth within that because when we look at the absurdity, we begin to see some of the deep layers within all of this that that remind us of that those common themes within this world of ours that uh, that. Um, we long for that so many of us long for um, I think of the the, the part about uh, people throwing their their garments on the road like if we take it from an absurd standpoint is it like are they like undressing what's going on here like how, far wh- how many go? that's right what's happening here um, why is that the response I know that you know Neil Diamond and other performers like that often would have you know people throw their undergarments at them on stage is this is this the same type of thing that's happening with Jesus probably not but i think what that that is conveying there is a sense of like what his presence does and what he represents um you know prompts people to you know remove the, those that armor that we carry that those those barriers that stand in the way and, and to like like what leads us to wholeness is that willingness to to throw off things like maybe even shame and uh, and and all that 
um, that holds us back. We think about that story of, of that second story of creation from the, uh, the book of Genesis, where what is it that, you know, there's that turning point when the, the male and female character within the story suddenly see themselves naked and they're, they're filled with shame and have to cover themselves up. Is this sort of a, a response that reverses that shame and shows something else in this story? I don't know, but there's something absurd that's happening in this. But before uh, hitting record on this podcast today, Dave, you mentioned um, Jesus the the first Adam that that the second this, Adam yeah, yeah the second Adam sorry and and the the this gospel beginning the the Luke gospel the genealogy linking him right back to Adam uh, how, how do you get back into the garden where it's a joy to be naked and unashamed once again uh, I, I love that you said that and and it's just got me thinking now a little bit about. Uh, how we started this whole podcast off with how um, how joyous it is to just not let an obstruction hold you back, how the stream can flow around. How, the impeded stream is the one that sings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How potential can just uh, burst out that I'm, I'm thinking now of the cult who has been untied. What what does it feel like to be untied to to get your your license and drive the car by yourself for the first time without your parents i'll, I'll never forget the song that i listened to if if anyone here what is was a it stone roses fan love oh, spreads oh, it just, uh, great choice the guitar riff that just begins the song is just for me in a sense my feeling of just being untied and going to get a loaf of bread for my parents in the suburbs of scarborough I can I can picture that with perhaps uh, some flowing locks, maybe I don't know. Did you have like the long hair back then? I, I not that you do now, but uh... okay. Just because we're on this topic right now, I did have long hair, but not at the sides and the back. It was it was shaved at the sides and the back, and because that was the thing back then. <laughs> I'm gonna get that picture out of my head now. <laughs> yeah, this this is such a beautiful full text for us to to think about because there is that. What, what is it that in you know here Jesus is coming into. Jerusalem and it's this fulfillment that happens and yet what what takes place in there it is that there is a roadblock that there is something that stands in the way that that what greets Jesus and the others uh, ultimately you know as as they enter into that space to try and redeem that to try and bring wholeness to the people and 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 have them cast off shame and and all those other things that that really are not a part of what God dreams of for this this world, right? What God dreams of in terms of, of, of creation. And yet there's something that stands in the way. And yet that that which impedes the stream causes it to to sing. You know, that 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 the power of this story is that 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 roadblock actually leads to something even more powerful um, that uh, that releases us and, and moves us to that different space. And, and I suppose the the question, the dilemma for all of us is is what happens when there are things that, that stand in the way? Um, you know, this is a, a parade that that perhaps doesn't end well. This is the beginning of, of a road that leads to a very dark place, um, a stone being, you know, rolled in darkness, overcoming um, the narrative. And yet on the other side of that, there is new light, new life, and, 
and, and something that, that frees us uh, in, in a way that, uh, that we could have never imagined. Um, you know, the disciples at the end of the story, you know, not that we're looking ahead in the story, spoiler alert or anything like that, but, but being in a locked room and, and, and feeling that, that sense of being trapped. But all of that, those roadblocks lead to a deeper place of, of allowing them to let their lives sing and, and let those, those things sort of um, lead them to a deeper place um, that provides meaning and hope and, and all of that. So often we hear at a funeral for someone who may have risked their life for someone else and, and, and perhaps uh, died in doing so. And, and you hear so many stories uh, uh, reflected by, by loved ones saying, you know, this person was happy to serve in such a way that, that this person was willing to take these risks uh, because for them that's how real life was lived. Um, and, and is this what we're being called to, you know, that, that un, be untied from, from any kind of shame or any kind of structures, right? This, the image of this being within the walled city of Jerusalem, a, a place uh, you've just come back from Dave and, and you can picture this, the structure of the walls, uh, uh, the human creation versus God's creation where we're all one, but return to the garden once again. I, uh, I, um, at the beginning of Lent, I remember thinking, how do I encourage people to give something up? And, and, and then, uh, you know, when, it, when I was encouraged by my wife to, to maybe rewrite everything, she, she heard a reflection just not long before saying, you know, rather than focus about, you know, that, you know, Lent is a time where, where it's almost Easter or, or Lent is a time where we give something up that we should. Um, you know, what if it's just a celebratory time where we're closer to God and in thinking about it this way, as you say, we've returned to the garden where we're, we're no longer ashamed. We're no longer embarrassed. One of the most powerful parts of the interview that Donna Strickland gave with the, the newly renamed uh, magazine Broadview. The former um, Observer magazine. Right. It, um, uh, third woman to win the Nobel Science Prize uh, ever, ever. Uh, and she's a Canadian. She's not far away from us. She's uh, she's she's over in Kitchener Waterloo. And and, and in, uh, I love how the magazine uh, declares her. You know, Nobel winner, um, uh, just incredible physicist. Nobel winner, scientist, church lady. Church lady. And and uh, she wears that title with zero shame. In a world where we're so used to people kind of mocking and, and, and you know, so, sometimes especially from the science community, even though, uh, as she points out, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely does not have to be mutually exclusive. And she she lets that shine forward and you get a sense from her personality that, that there's just no shame in wearing that title of faith and exploring this. And in doing so, uh, the shame peels away. And we're free. We're untied. 
I love how, you know, near the end of the text uh, from, from Luke 19, it, it, you know, says the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice, with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. And, and that's what leads to the Pharisees saying, hey, you know, teacher, Jesus, you know, can you rebuke your disciples? Pipe down, basically, is, is, is what it is uh, that they're saying. And, and, um, and I think that that's what allows them to sing even more, right? It's that when there's a roadblock in that place, when, when something stands in our way, you know, does it lead to us, you know, um, going to that deeper place of, of, of meaning? And so, um, yeah, how are we in our own lives standing in the way of those that, that sing in a loud voice of the mighty works that they have seen? And, and how can we proclaim those things ourselves uh, and sing in, in the midst of that which impedes us within our lives? So, I'm reminded of, of uh, a part of Donna Strickland's interview where she says, since the Big Bang, all, all energy, we're all one. We're all uh, a part of the same energy. And th- those stones, everything, uh, we, we sing this song together. So we peel those things off and, and, and celebrate our lives and, and uh, the gift of participating in that, uh, in that parade, in that uh, processional that, uh, that leads us to uh, those places where we may bump up against uh, other you know, powers within this world, but where we recognize that that power of love, that power of grace, uh, mercy, joy, and forgiveness uh, leads us uh, through uh, to the other side where we experience God's light and God's love. Blessings to all of you on this week, and, and uh, as we uh, enter into Holy Week, I uh, hope it finds you uh, well, and, uh, and take time this week to consider what it means to, uh, to enter that story and join the parade. Mm-hmm.